We are up to episode 17 of The Office. This is Dwight's speech. And it's really only now that I'm realizing how strong season two is in my mind. Season four is always, uh, yeah, that's always my reference point for like where the show is truly hitting its stride. But these past few episodes, you know, Boys and Girls, uh, Valentine's Day was good. In Dwight's speech is definitely one of the more uh, quotable and memorable episodes out of the series, let alone season two. So uh, we're just in a very, we're in the strong part of the show here. Uh, you know, Rocky Ground season one, season two, it all picks up. So we're going to get into the episode here, as we always do. This is just a podcast that basically narrates the uh, the show so that you can fall asleep. I, I tend to drop little tidbits and behind-the-scenes stuff, but really, I uh, just want to give you something easy to listen to as you fall asleep and not have to have the screen or the TV on because that is going to help you get the best sleep. So we're going to get in here. Oh, let's make sure your sleep timers are set, and uh, let's get into the episode here. So we start off with a football toss between Dwight and Michael and they're strategizing a sales call tossing it back and forth and uh, it gets a little bit crashed right into Jim's desk there and uh, it's getting a little bit more intense Heisman by Michael Tosses it back to Kevin, who doesn't catch it, drops papers everywhere. And uh, now Jim catches it. Now it goes over to Phyllis, back to Creed. And even though he tosses, he like gives a little toss to Ryan. Dwight tackles uh, Ryan, takes down Creed, takes down Stanley and everybody else. Uh, Now it goes back to Michael, who puts a stop to the madness. And Michael, I never caught that, Michael only asks if uh, Ryan is okay, and then spins around to toss it to Pam, just as the camera cuts and we get into the beginning of the episode here. I still didn't look up what instrument this is. I should know what instrument the... And now we're back. Oh, I never noticed. There's a desk. There's usually a desk on the opposite side of Dwight's, but right here it was just paper. Who sits there in later episodes? Interesting. Anyway, we have Dwight on his computer thinking about getting a TiVo and some other prizes because Dwight was the top salesman of the year at the company. He gets honored at a convention and it is literally the highest possible honor 
They're northeastern Pennsylvania-based regional salesmen who win. And now I have Jim and Pam in the kitchen going back and forth. And uh, Phyllis comes out wondering if there are pictures of Pam's dress and there's definitely like an awkward moment not just between Jim and Pam but then Phyllis recognizes the weirdness of the situation and now we have Dwight eating grapes very provocatively and Michael gives a very mediocre that's what she said I wonder if somebody has ranked all of the that's what she says in the show. That one would probably be one of the worst. And now Michael is explaining to Dwight that he needs to give a speech, which Dwight is not, uh, he looks very concerned with. Michael, Michael says he misses the feeling of knowing you did a good job because somebody recognizes you and uh, and giving you a plaque or a certificate. This episode is one of the only ones that uh, Dwight, you know, Rain Wilson sounds nasally here. It's interesting that over so much of the show, they're able to cover any kind of sickness. And even, uh, what is that, season five when when Angela Kinsey is pregnant? You know, they never reveal that in the show. Now, we're just, there's a debate between Michael and Dwight about the speech and figure out topics. Michael is saying he can get Dwight to a point where he won't be embarrassing and Michael feeling very uh, high on his ego about the fact that Dwight needs his help and he can't help him and now we're back Uh, Pam's on the phone talking about the wedding gives Jim a look And he calls a travel agent, get out of town for a while, and go someplace not here. And uh, this now begins a day-long mission for Jim to figure out where he's going to go. This is a really small subplot in the whole show, but you get a shot of Angela setting the uh, thermometer... And then Oscar says, you know, I come in early so I can set it at 66 because I'm more productive. And then you know, later we're going to see Kevin uh, set it to 69 because he thinks that's funny. The difference between a salesman and a saleswoman is boobs. And now... Uh, Michael says it doesn't matter what you say just if people care about it 
Michael comes out to the office to announce. They had a wonderful quarter. Everyone is going to get a bonus for $1,000. Everyone's excited, cheering. Dwight says, that's great news about the bonuses. And Michael says, it's not true. I'm just talking. Now Dwight has to go out and be the one to deliver the news. There has been an accident on 84 West. Cars skidded off the road to the safety railing. Several cars have flipped broken glass everywhere. Do we know anyone in the accident? Brad Pitt. Then there will be no bonuses. They're unrelated. And Brad Pitt will never act again. Also, the branch is closing. <laughs> Michael looking very disappointing. Disappointed. And uh, Kelly. Kelly saying this is all, all because of what he did in Jennifer Aniston. There's not a lot of things that date, date this show. But some of the, you know, the cultural references will usually, usually do it. Michael calls a conference room meeting and is now speaking to the office and is going to let everybody uh, a chance to give a toast. And that's the line, Pam public speaking stop public interrupting me Pam wants to know if Michael's ever been to a wedding he doesn't really answer that Jim stands up and says he's going on a trip but not sure where he's going to go and wants suggestions from everybody Kevin suggests hedonism which is club med but everything is naked Jim wants to go to Europe, though. Toby, Amsterdam. Michael says, you're not standing up. You have to give a toast. And Toby toasts Amsterdam. To Amsterdam. And Toby says he went for a week, maybe a month, he can't remember. Creed says, don't go to Amsterdam. Creed suggests Hong Kong and then speaks to the camera in Chinese. I should look that one up to see what he says. And now Dwight gives up to give his speech. Says, good morning, Vietnam. Pulls out cards. Angela looks like excited in the background. And, but Dwight says he's not nervous because they're his subordinates. Assistant to the regional manager. It says the role is mostly made up. And now Michael is nervous that Dwight isn't going to live up to it and sully his name. Come back to the office here and Dwight 
while he's staring at his bobblehead. This exchange is that uh, Jim wants to know where he would travel in the world, and Dwight says he would go to New Zealand and hike the trail to Mordor and hike Mount Doom. And Jim, unimpressed with this response, says he can help. He took a public speaking course in college and is going to help Dwight. And Dwight is all about authority, so he needs to look at great speakers throughout history. So if you want to do well, you have to do uh, powerful moves, waving arms, pounding fists. And Jim reveals that he is downloading speeches by famous dictators. And now, and Jim gives him some talking points and is, is prepping him. And now they're headed out. Angela says, the very best of luck to you, Dwight. Thank you, Angela. And Pam gives a weird look. And now we have Ryan, Kelly, and Pam doing uh, invitations in the conference room. Good use of company time. And now we're at a big uh, hotel or some kind of ballroom where Dwight looks completely mortified uh, as they check in to the hotel. For the conference. And the music starts. And he looks more nervous. It's interesting because this whole scene definitely fits with the character in the early seasons. But, you know, the more emboldened Dwight becomes through this process, then he... It seems less and less out of character there. Now, Angela is saying that she's sick and she needs to go uh, go home because she's sick. Now we're back in the ballroom, Dwight hyperventilating and nervous. And when he's called, he doesn't go up to the podium. Michael decides he is going to cover for him. Heads up to the podium and opens with Good Morning Vietnam, which nobody reacts to. He says, I'm not Mike, I'm not Dwight. I am his mentor and boss. Dwight, super, super nervous. Michael just speaking now. Michael stumbling through a speech about excellence and pretty much losing the audience. Kevin now at the water cooler, changing the temperature to 
Pam wants to use a DJ at the wedding. Kelly says uh, she wants a June wedding. Ryan says, I don't see you ever getting married. To which Kelly then stands up and walks out. Pam says he should be more sensitive. Ryan says, I know what I said. Michael now uh, sweating at the podium and does the black guy from the police academy movies. And uh, is doing some kind of miming with the sounds car starting and now Dwight runs up to the podium he says that's a tough crowd Dwight starts off very intense looking out the crowd and says uh, well, first he's, he, he slams his fists Blood alone moves the wheels of history. Have you ever asked yourselves, in an hour of meditation, how long we have been striving for greatness? Is this, I shouldn't, I should see, is this a Churchill speech? I should see where this is lifted from. I don't know that it's written specifically for the show. It has been a lifetime struggle. A never-ending fight, I say to you. It is a privilege to fight. People don't really know how to react to it. He's feeding off the crowd. He says, we are warriors. Michael is very confused about the reaction. And then you get a shot of Angela in the back with a hat on and a camera. Michael oh yeah his laugh this must have been a big shoot a lot of extras now we're back in the office Oscar in the kitchen says you know I got a time share in Key West Ryan says you know he's worked at the same place for five years eats the same ham and cheese sandwich if I were a betting man have a fun weekend in Philadelphia as we get a shot of Jim spinning a globe trying to find his place. And now Dwight continuing the speech while Michael heads out to the hotel bar. And uh, an interesting uh, you know, interesting B-roll while he speaks about salesmen and women of the world unite. We must never acquiesce. Together that we prevail. 
uh, now he's grabbed the mic. He's really feeling it now. Everybody, he's got his uh, certificate, not a plaque, as Michael highlighted. And uh, we're back as Jim is heading out. Says, uh, tells Pam that, Jim tells Pam that he's heading out to Australia. And he doesn't know where he's staying, but he does know he's leaving on June 8th. Pam looks disappointed. A good one. He offers to take the invites out uh, with him. That's a good scene. Most of these early Jim Pam scenes are good. Michael now recounting a uh, story at the bar to Dwight. And because Dwight will listen to anything and everything that Michael says, he's like captured by the story. And Michael, you know, happy to do it. Con artist. And then, you know, Michael's talking head. Hey, he gave a great speech. I entertained Dwight with a bar story. I captivated the guy who captivated a thousand guys. He's, uh, he's very pleased with himself for captivating him. And there's no additional scene with Angela uh, at the hotel or being outside the office, but she was there, she saw the speech, and that's a wrap on the episode. That is, you know, I think what boys and girls, uh, we're starting to now really get outside of the office, which is interesting. Uh, you know, we went to the warehouse in the one, and we went, um, you know, the secret, when uh, Booze Grooves was out there, so... I'm, I'm curious to learn more about some of the behind-the-scenes stuff on that episode because of all the extras, but we shall see. The time for that is later. The time right now is for sleeping, going to sleep. Hope you are all cozy. Good night, and we will see you in the next episode. <laughs>